Hi there. Welcome to Forward After 50. I'm Rebecca Ronane, and I'm on a mission to empower women to age positively. In this podcast, I'll be sharing ideas and interviews with people on topics including reinvention, love, freedom of choice, menopause, and so much more. Today, I'm talking to Rachel Weiss. Rachel is the creator of the Menopause Cafe. This is a group that has events now all over the world, encouraging men and women of all ages to come together and discuss the impact of the menopause on their lives. This year, April the 30th to May the 1st, the Flush Fest Festival, a festival dedicated to the menopause, will take place online. There will be many events that now, because online, everyone can attend. For example, talks by experts, stand-up comedy, creative workshops, and much, much more. Rachel and I are discussing one of the events taking place, the Menopause at Work. Right. Hi, Rachel Weiss. Nice to, well, we have spoken together before and I'm really excited because I came across your Flush Fest uh, festival a few weeks ago and something caught my eye, which was menopause at work. Yeah. And I wondered if you would tell us a little bit more about that, because that's a, a subject that I'm actually quite interested in, and I'm sure many others yeah. are. Oh, thanks, Rebecca. Yes, because more and more women are working during their menopause and postmenopause years, which didn't used to be the case. I think if you go back 150 years, menopause was around age of 45, and we all life expectancy was about 50. It wasn't an issue. Or even mid 20th century, women didn't work in their 50s as often as we do now. So women in their 50s are the biggest growing demographic in the workplace and the workplace is not prepared and is ignorant about menopause. So we are holding a menopause in the workplace seminar, early bird ticket, £45 before February 28th or, or the full price, £60 after that. It's on the afternoon of April the 30th and we've got just different speakers about aspects of menopause in the workplace, an employment lawyer, the economic impact, case studies from different employers showing how they have become menopause supportive workplaces. And it mainly, I think it's ignorance. It's just the, the poor blokes don't know. Even the other women don't know until it happens to them. Mm, that's, that's interesting what you say, because uh, I came across someone um, a couple of years ago who was very concerned because she suffered a lot from menopausal symptoms and she was in what, what she considered quite a youth-orientated workspace with mm. a male a boss, which she felt she couldn't approach. And if she did approach and talk about her menopausal symptoms that perhaps would prevent her from doing her work properly or that she had to have some time off, perhaps, mm. she would be easily replaced. He wouldn't understand and she would be out of a job. Yeah. How do you feel about no, that? She's not alone. I, I get quite cross about that. It, 
it tackles two aspects of menopause. One is menopause for some women, for many women, is an ongoing health condition. We're talking years of symptoms. And I firmly believe every employee has the right to support from their workplace for an ongoing health condition, whatever it is. But somehow, I think because of the stigma around menopause, it slips under the radar. The women are too embarrassed to mention it. If they do mention it, the managers, male or female, don't know how to deal with it. It's a bit like mental health issues were until very, very recently. Um, people wouldn't mention it. If they were off sick, they'd put something else on the sick note. 47% of women who have to take time off work for menopause symptoms don't say it's because of menopause. Because mm. there is, I think it's gendered ageism. We don't want them to think we're old because then they might think we're past it and can be replaced by a younger model. Right. Rather than we're experienced and wise and have wisdom to bring to the workplace. Totally. And what's more, in a practical sense, in most countries, the retirement age has uh, yeah. shot up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, someone like myself, I think, you know, I was born in 1956 and retirement age in the UK right up into, I don't know, some years ago was 60 for women. Now it's yeah. 66 or 68. 67, it's, yeah, 67. it's on the Okay, so, I mean, um, uh, a lot of people will have not previously prepared for that. Yeah. Or now they're thinking, well, I, I'm in a bit of a transitional period mm -hmm. and all kinds of other uh, kind of things like the menopause may be something that uh, is, yeah, it, that puts me in a difficult situation. It is. And, and the workplace, the employers aren't prepared for it either, because I think the four women would just stop working. Um, and most of us can't afford to do that now. Maybe we could before. So I don't want to over... because. We don't want to add to the stigma and discrimination. We, the last thing we want is employees, employers thinking, oh, let's not employ her, she's over 50. She'll have bad symptoms. Um, just like previously, they used to think, oh, don't employ her, she's married and in her 20s, she's gonna have kids, so we don't want her. I think they're very similar yeah. aspects of um, misogyny, basically. So we want to educate employers, that's why we're holding the Menopause at Work seminar on April the 30th, so that they can treat it just like they now treat pregnancy. It's something that happens. It doesn't mean don't hire a woman. It just means get the most out of them by making reasonable adjustments. Um, you know, menopause happens to more employees than pregnancy does and lasts longer. So how come nobody knows about it? And I'd just like to refer to the Menopause Cafe, which you hmm. are the creator of. Yeah. And I think that if people haven't heard of that, that would be quite interesting to explain a bit more. And okay. also that it's something that men can come to as well. So there's a sort of education for both sexes, which sounds with regards to menopause at work, something that's sorely needed. Indeed. Um, so menopause cafes are pop-up events that are run by the menopause cafe charity, but they're run by volunteers throughout the world. So any of your listeners could volunteer and host a menopause cafe. You don't need to know the first thing about menopause. You just need to be good at facilitating people and events. So many workplaces have held menopause cafes in the workplace at lunch break, either online or face-to-face, -face, depending. And it's an open space where, as you say, anybody, any staff member, whatever gender, whatever age, can rock up. You sit around little tables or breakout rooms and talk about menopause. So the, inevitably there are lots of menopausal women there, but it's great getting the older women who are post-menopause to go, yes, there's life after menopause. 
it's very important to get men and younger women there because they will they need to know about this because they will be managing staff or have colleagues or family or friends going through it and it helps to know that the hormones are all over the place that people can psychological symptoms physical symptoms just what they're going through and that there are many reasonable adjustments that can be made um, so I think we want to break the taboo and have some fun is the strapline of Flush Fest, where the menopause at work seminar is. And we strongly encourage workplaces to hold a pop-up menopause cafe at work just to get the conversation going. Mm. And so that, that sounds yeah. very, very interesting to have them in the workplace as well. I mean, obviously at this time, uh, we are in February 2021 when there are many restrictions of, for meeting. Yes but you have shifted online. Mm -hmm. And so the same... Um, same format, um, same principles. You just hold them online. If it's a small group, you have one big discussion, but if there are enough people, break them into breakout rooms, move them around. And you're simply creating a safe enough space to have a conversation. And this, I think, is one of the exciting uh, advantages of, as we were talking before yeah. we uh, started recording, for example, in the Flush Fest Festival, uh -huh. people from anywhere can attend without and going they, anywhere. <laughs> that's right. We've had someone from New Zealand has bought their ticket for the Saturday. So, and because we'll record the sessions, she can watch that in the daytime rather than having to get up in the middle of the night. Because after the Menopause at Work seminar on the Friday afternoon, the Friday evening, there's a stand-up comedy and erotic storytelling. You know, you've got to have a bit of a laugh and storytelling about what it's like going through the menopause. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Um, and then Saturday daytime, we've got the former chair of the British Menopause Society talking medic stuff about menopause and then a load of creative workshops, poetry, belly dancing, which would be interesting online, and nutrition, CBT, whatever. And we wrap it all up Saturday evening with the grand finale as a cabaret with Corrine Polwart and various other singer-songwriters. Just what's it like? through the menopause and before we, before we wrap up what i'd like to ask you since uh, you created the menopause cafe have you been happy to see more progress or are you still a little bit concerned the slowness of uh, how we're going forward uh, no i'm delighted because we only started in 2017 so what's that three four years ago and there's far more out there about menopause like the CIPD the professional body for HR professionals have now got a menopause policy and guidelines that's the only women's health issue that's there they haven't so the next step I think will be period friendly workplaces like having menstrual products around endometriosis miscarriage you know all these things that happen to women that they don't talk about and they just get on with their work um, just a quick mention that menopause can happen in your 20s 30s and 40s as well it's not just and over 50. So yeah, if anyone wants to sign up for the festival, it's www.menopausecafe.net. And that's where you'll find a guide on how to host a menopause cafe at work as well. And just get in touch. We love having a, a chat with people worldwide. And you've got a website. The Menopause Cafe has a website and also yeah. a very uh, buoyant Facebook page as well. Oh, yes, we're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. If I send you the links, maybe you can put it underneath the podcast, but it's it's menopausecafe.net on the website and at menopause underscore cafe. That's fantastic. 
Yeah. Well, I hope if anyone's listening and feels um, felt before this that they were a little bit on edge about this mm -hmm. subject, that uh, they will now feel inspired to connect uh, with the Menopause Cafe and the Flush Fest Festival and feel that uh, we're all going in the right direction. Yes, and we're delighted you're coming to Flush Fest. Ah, yes. Lovely. Lovely. And they can get to meet you because in the lobby, although it's all online, you can chat to people in the lobby and sit around tables and chat with other people. So it'll be, oh, it'll be fun. I'm Learn a little, fun. laugh a lot. That's Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for listening to Forward After 50. I hope you've enjoyed some of the insights that I've shared with you today. And if you want to learn more about mind blocks with aging or how to reinvent yourself and age positively, check out my website, rebeccaronane.com and book a virtual chat with me to find out how I can help you.